0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This is Not a Safe Space with me, Nick Bean, on Never Sleeps Network. Check out NeverSleepsNetwork.com for lots of other podcasts, as well as this one. Uh, I'm here today with a uh, very funny comedian, Claire Belford. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks. Hello. Oh, that's good. How are you? I'm
0: well as well. Good. All right, we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, um, we haven't seen
1: each other till this moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is
0: the first time we've met. Uh, so, Claire, you're from Edmonton, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you moved to Toronto how long ago?
1: Uh, about a year and a half ago.
0: Okay, and when did you start doing comedy out there?
1: Uh, I've been doing comedy almost four four years in April. So four years in April, uh, like two and a half years in Edmonton
0: how would you compare the scenes obviously like I'm from the east coast I never started stand-up out there but like you move to Toronto for various reasons like I you know Edmonton I I did the uh, club out there and the club was nice and here there's a lot of decent rooms but was there like a reason that brought you here
1: just the size of the scene yeah you know like uh, you can just get a lot more practice a lot faster and yeah um already burping uh <laughs> <It's> okay <laughs> yeah uh claire
0: brought beers uh, t- uh t- that we're drinking and uh, she's the first guest who's ever brought beers so if anybody listening to this is a potential guest bring beers yeah it's nice
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know the, the i just really well for one uh, my brother also does comedy and yeah. he moved out here first and he was really encouraging me to move out here and i knew i wanted to move away from edmonton and i was kind of mostly just mulling between vancouver and toronto and i just like the scene here better i guess i don't know
0: yeah yeah i've i've been to vancouver they have a a strong good scene as well but i mean it's still just for sheer volume of rooms Mm. and stuff like that i mean there's more comics so there's more competition but there's more rooms and more ability to start your own room stuff like that which is
1: yeah i exactly i think the competition just like the the volume of comedians does a lot for you Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Very concise (laughs) (laughs) And pithy Uh, So how have you And so how have you found it overall Uh, So this show is called This is not a safe space And I met you uh, The first time I ever met you Was at a bar Where you were engaged In a a rather heated (laughs) argument With somebody about The idea of safe space rooms It was a little bit of an overbearing argument From the other person's perspective uh, Without going into it too much But uh, um you kind of you have a uh, what's the word I'm not you you agree with the idea of of I don't like think certain think there's anything su- wrong su- with it
1: existing. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't actually either have a, a fervent hate, hatred against, you know, the yeah. idea if you can if you want to if your style of comedy is to naturally be like these are things I don't talk about, these are the things I want to talk about and you want to curate an audience based on that and there's clearly a demand for it, Mm -hmm. then there's no reason not to do it, right? Yeah.
1: My my sort of impression is that these shows existing where certain topics are off-limit, I don't think that it's changing the format very much because I don't think that these audiences were necessarily going to comedy prior to these places existing.
0: Right. Or if they were, they went to a couple and maybe were like, I don't like this and would rather go somewhere else. Yeah.
1: So I don't think it's like... That's my opinion that... uh, that that's just sort of broadening the comedy audience.
0: Right. I think the thing is like some of the people who probably either didn't or or did go to comedy and didn't like it probably went to too many sort of terrible am night open mics, which is where the real like when I hear people complain about uh, the way people are like the way to, certain subject matter being, uh, you know, too used in comedy, like like rape jokes or something like that. When people are complaining about those, I'm like, that seems like. Just the shitty rooms you're going to, like yeah. I don't think you see that like because I do yuck yucks the downtown club, probably once, maybe twice a month, you know on on a weekend, and you just don't see people going up there with a litany of forty five minutes of rape jokes or even even a rape joke in a set, like well, you know, I sit and watch, and most professional comedians just don't unless that is specifically how they've geared themselves. And they have that type of material, but they're still actually good at it. And I'm thinking of, like, a Jason Rouse when I when I would mm-hmm. bring that up. Like, that's his style. He's been doing that for 20 years. And he's clever when he does it. You either like it or you don't. And you're allowed to not and never want to see him. But you get pre-warned, like, this is what this guy talks about. Yeah. But I think the, the average comic having, like, a, a rape joke is... I think it's kind of like a... Just not an actual thing. I'm trying to think. It's it's more of a myth. It's like an urban legend.
1: At least at this point, I definitely think that's the case. I think that fewer and fewer comedians actually do have a rape joke. But I know that like because my brother was started doing comedy before I did, and I was going out to see just a lot of sh- amateur shows before I started doing it, and I it did seem like it was a lot more a uh, lot more common at that point. Yeah, I feel like so, well, in the last few years it's definitely I think down. what it
0: is is it's like the amateur, especially more geared towards males. I've seen like amateur females still do shock comic mm-hmm. stuff, but I think I had a rape
1: it, joke yeah. when I started.
0: And I think I've seen I've seen comics uh you know I think most people when they start have that idea of like Get a, getting a reaction, and they they really mm. can't do it with a well crafted joke because mm. they don't know Doesn't how to it do yet, it yet. Yeah. So they're like, well, to get a reaction, if I hit this, the amateur checklist is like nine eleven, holocaust, rape, pedophilia, <laughs> cancer, <laughs> yeah. making yeah. fun of people with disabilities, <laughs> and they just go down that checklist. And then some people grow out of it, some people never do comedy on any level that matters, and some people keep it up and that make that their persona. Mm-hmm. But I think it the people who make it their persona is is fewer and fewer. Mm which is i think you know i guess it's a good thing i'm kind of indifferent i don't i don't write jokes like that but i don't you know mm. it's not because i
1: you're not intentionally shying away from it. But. Uh, yeah,
0: it's just, it's not something that clicks in my brain yeah. usually.
1: Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I Good. did, but I did have jokes like that when yeah. I was, you know, when I started out doing comedy. It was, you know, make a 9 11 joke because it was like just enough time past it to be like, this is still shocking, but it's like I can kind of get away with it yeah. type of thing. And it's like, you know, why am I doing this? I guess we're, yeah, we're in agreement on that then. <laughs> that the, I think
1: that's why, uh, yeah, I've always uh, held you in very high regard because that one night that you mentioned when I was in a difficult argument with a person amongst a bun- many of my friends were like the only person that actively stood up for me or like, just helped me out i was very flustered very, and new, well, very <laughs> new to the scene and like <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah it was a weird weird situation uh <laughs> um but yeah that's well that's the thing is is, is and again i don't really want to you know this person's a friend of mine and uh a lovely a lovely I'm desperately
1: ma- trying to <laughs> get back in their books uh
0: a, a lovely man overall i think but i think there's just you know this type of thing is i think when the two sides sort of clash, the the very pro safe space people and the very anti safe space people, no one's really listening to each other. Like what I remember you saying that night was I just don't think that you should make a rape joke because somebody in the audience might have been raped and you could ruin their night. Like was your basic defense of it
1: i think that i don't even i and i don't know it's been a long time i don't even feel like i ever really stated that i don't think you should or shouldn't make a rape joke i just was saying that this is why these shows are good because now these people that are that sensitive have a place to go watch comedy right which and i my whole ideology i guess is that comedy should be for everyone no one should feel like afraid to go to a comedy show or like feel like it's not for them.
0: Right, I think there's certain things like when you go to a comedy show, you have to you have to make sure that you're stable enough in certain aspects of your life, I think. Like if you
1: I guess but you would <clears throat> never I feel like uh, yeah. Sorry, go on. Well, well, I just
0: mean in the sense that like there's lots of subject matter that doesn't necessarily get deemed as being what would somebody would qualify as like Triggering Triggering, you know Like people And I'm not saying that people Don't necessarily deem it As being potentially offensive Or whatever But like people will have like Jokes that are about cancer And maybe not even like ah, People with cancer are stupid Like the basic level yeah. of You know Where people like When you hear a cancer joke You think oh just making fun Of people with cancer But they might have a joke About the topic of cancer And that's touched Almost everybody I Probably every single human being mm-hmm. And if you're like Right out of like you know maybe dealing with something like that you know you need to know that like when you go to a free space like a, a free speech forum that if somebody has if the topic could come up and you either have to be able to deal with it or realize that you can't and leave or maybe take mm-hmm. a take a little bit of a break before you go to these things yeah because a lot of the thing with jokes i think is it's it's cathartic right so <clears throat> If I have a joke about the topic of cancer, it's not because I think cancer is funny. It's because I'm afraid of cancer and mm-hmm. it has touched my life in various ways. So for me, making fun of it or using it as a subject would be a way of making myself laugh at it and feel better about it. That's not how everybody wants to deal with that situation. Yeah. But sometimes you can misread someone's intent. Like mm-hmm. as, a com- as a comedian, you'd be like, this person's just an insensitive piece of shit who doesn't care about, you know, people I- dying of cancer.
1: <laughs> I think that there's a... Uh, a greater disconnect between like an audience's understanding of what they're getting into versus like a comic who's been doing it a long time's understanding of what the audience expects. I like back home I had some very like radically feminist friends who I remember having conversations with them about comedy shows that they didn't real like they didn't understand that the worst thing you can do to a comic is not laugh. Like that's the best way to get your point across that you don't like something is just not laugh at their jokes. Mm-hmm. To them it's just like they feel like they when they're faced with something that they are so you know morally against they feel like they have to say something or they have to do something and i think that a comic is like we'll just leave or don't you know don't support it or read but mm-hmm. There's different understandings of like what affects the situation the most I think
0: yeah, I think not not laughing is what I think the problem is is that what ends up happening in these situations is there are so many people who have different senses of humor or enjoy different types of comedy. so if you go to a show mm-hmm. and somebody does a joke that, somebody would maybe deem anti-woman or misogynistic even though maybe it is maybe it isn't i'm not here to cuz there are <laughs> jokes there are jokes that are very much misogynistic yeah. jokes and then there are jokes that just talk about women and maybe criticize women in some way and it's funny but people go well that's misogynistic but it's not because it's not if it's not anti-man to make a joke about men being dumb sometimes right it's it's you know yeah. that's a joke that you know i think we all can accept like men when when a woman makes a joke about a man being like oh they just think with their dicks i'm like yeah that happens sometimes you're making an accurate statement about men and it's funny if you make it funny right yeah. so there are things that women do that if a man makes a joke about it, it's not misogynistic it's just hey this is a thing that women maybe tend to do more often whatever but some people would view that as being misogynistic or whatever so let's say you deem a joke as being misogynistic and other people laugh at it and you hate it it makes it even it extra it even hard because yeah, you're yeah. like oh people agree with this and they think it's funny
1: it's just yeah for a person in that like in that situation that's like a very traumatic like devastating experience to see somebody laugh at something that you find so like heinous
0: right and it depends on what the heinous and when we say heinous I I, I mean you know to them yeah if they think it's heinous You know, again, so it makes the just leaving not necessarily the thing you want to do. You want to yell or you want to tell people like, you know, how shitty they are for thinking this is funny. And then what ends up happening is trying to boycott certain people for things and starting protests or petitions and various things. And that's where I find it gets just way off the rails. It's like, can you just admit that you don't like this and just move on at some point?
1: The whole issue is very gray because comics and producers have to be held up to like a different standard of understanding than just general audience mm-hmm. it, the, definitely there's comedians in the scene and producers in the scene that yeah it's just like it's kind of petty at this point like it's just just because they have a greater understanding of like a you know a more sophisticated understanding of i'm i'm losing my train of thought. no no it's <laughs> oh, yes. all no, a
0: more sophisticated like understanding of like you know comedy yeah. in general is yeah, what you're saying yeah, right yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um sorry for mansplaining that yeah <laughs> Um, No, because I have a joke about uh, Feminism, but the joke is about When you say like a radical feminist Like it's a joke about A type of feminism that I find annoying Which is focusing on Stupid little issues like saying something Like mansplaining or I use Manspreading as an example That became this for whatever thing The shittiest thing a guy could do And so I talk about feminism a bit And I, I, you know, I have this bit on it There's no actual anti-feminism within it at all. I've never, ever been criticized on it until I went to Vancouver and a woman came up to me afterwards and I had about a 15 or 20 minute long conversation with her about the bit. She was just like, I think, you know, you, you seem like you're a smart, funny guy. So I think it's really beneath you to talk about feminism like that. And I'm like, I think you just heard the word feminism and decided that I was... Be a piece of shit before you really listen to the rest of it and when we ended up getting to the end of the conversation she was like yeah i think we're saying the same thing and i'm like yeah that's what i was trying to say is that you can't use the word you see me as a, a white man about to talk about feminism and you're like i already hate this guy and hate mm. this opinion that he's gonna have and i find people shut their brains off just too quickly well, around certain subject matter and assume
1: yeah i i personally i know like sometimes i'll hear certain words coming from certain people i.e. a white man talking about feminism and i will sort of like okay this has this better be very good yeah <laughs> or i i i will dismiss it sooner than i would another joke just because
0: and that's i get that but it, you and i know, mean when it's, i say
1: dismiss i mean like just sort of like oh, okay yeah
0: roll my ass. i mean i think you could probably tell 30 seconds to a minute in like the bits that i do are usually long so it's like you got to listen to the whole thing but you can tell probably 30 seconds or a minute in what kind of joke where it's going to be geared towards i think it's you know Mm -hmm. i i I, I I like the bit that i have is literally i'm going to talk about feminism for a minute and any woman or no i was like i'm going to talk about feminism for a minute because i have a problem with parts of feminism and for every woman in the audience who just went fuck this asshole that's what i'm talking about those are my problems and you know so i try, you know you try to do it in a way that will get people to come in but like you can't get everybody some people mm-hmm. are just going to hear feminism i want to talk about it i have a problem with parts of it and go asshole this guy's a you know what a dick yeah i don't i personally don't think uh there's a subject that's really off you know something that you can't talk about but i do agree that there are people who handle subjects poorly and seek out subjects specifically because they're that
1: yeah I never know how to feel about anything. I, I've never made up my mind on wh- what I feel is right and wrong in, in comedy. So I generally try to, if I'm, you know, I would rather fault on the side of like just trying to understand and include someone. Yeah. That's generally, like that's the approach I take. And I don't, I still, I'm not going to say that's the right way to do anything. I'm <laughs> very undecided on <laughs> but any there, like political
0: issues. Is there a joke? Is there a subject matter that you... That some that people do think is off limits that you don't have you ever run into that?
1: I don't think so. No, um, no. I'm just a really I'm just such a kind, understanding person. You know? <laughs> <laughs> have you
0: ever has anybody ever come up to you after a set and said that joke was offensive?
1: Um. Well, I did have a joke for a while. Like I said, like I used to have a rape joke. Um, and it was um a joke that my most radical feminist friends were behind. They thought that it was it fell on the right side. And I struggled with a lot for a long time. I didn't know how I felt about it because it was about male rape victims. I was always afraid that it would ex- like exclude or alienate someone and make someone feel, feel bad. Yeah. And uh, and I, it was my closer for a long time. Like it was like my my best most reliable joke. And then one day, my friend called me and said that he had witnessed this like horrible thing happen to a man. And he was like, I don't think you should tell that joke anymore. And I was like, that's all I needed. <laughs> like, I've yeah. been so on the fence about this joke this whole time, so I, I don't tell it anymore. Yeah, um, I'd say that's the closest I've come to somebody telling me that something I said was offensive. Yeah. Uh, I think.
0: Now, just for like... I'm,
1: also, know, I'm so drunk all the time. I don't
0: <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <laughs> to falling on, on this side of things, you were a female comedian doing a joke about male rape. And your radical feminist friends were behind you telling that joke. It
1: was about, um, yeah, it was uh, the bit was that um, I mentioned this uh, sexual assault that happened where a man was assaulted by a few women and how the article I read about it described the women and like what they were wearing. And uh, so on. Is that the one the... that happened
0: in Toronto a few years yeah. ago? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, for people
0: who don't remember, there was a guy who there was like a car of women who picked up this guy after like like late on a Saturday or Friday or whatever club club night. And he got in the car and then they basically they saw assa- they assaulted him mm-hmm. like all the you know, they wouldn't let him get out. And yeah. and Yeah.
1: Um and uh, a lot of
0: people made jokes about that. Uh there was people I, there was people who had jokes about it in the city I remember at the time and uh and then that's when the big controversy came up. Why is this okay to make fun of, right. you know, like if this was if the situations were reversed there would be no humor in this whatsoever. Well, that
1: was what my joke was sort of about was I would say uh cuz the article described the like the uh the perpetrators uh and what they were wearing and so on at the time And my joke was just like But like what I want to know Is what was he wearing Because that would be A question that would come up Immediately if it was a woman That were Right Assaulted
0: Does that still happen as much Is that like still a thing And correct me if I'm Like ignorant on this I That to me was something I remember hearing a lot As like a kid And I feel like From a slightly more Or slightly less enlightened time Of like the Well what You know You shouldn't go out Wearing that Do people still do that I mean sure there are People who do But that seemed to be Actually like a, A defense of the Atrocious act that took place like well clearly she wants to get laid if whether
1: you, or not it was it's whether or not it's specifically that argument of what was a woman wearing I can assure you that there is like always almost 100% of the time a lot of speculation over what the woman was doing at the time to cause the situation to happen
0: right whether or not she was in a way asking for it yeah, in whether some, or not she yeah. was
1: doing everything she could to be safe from an assault I don't know, I mean, maybe the discussion around what someone's wearing is not as... Not as prominent not as it used as to be. Not as prominent as it used to be, but it's not, there's the discussion about something. She shouldn't have been out by herself or... Right. Uh, yeah. She, maybe she was drunk or that, whatever. Yeah. She shouldn't have accepted that drink from that person she didn't know. Stuff like that. You know?
0: Yeah, that also probably is a good idea though in certain situations. Like if you like, not not like, hey, you can buy the watch him buy the drink and give it to you right from the bartender. But like if oh, he comes yeah. over with the drink, maybe like I don't know you, so you yeah.
1: Know. No, I mean like at the yeah, I hundred uh, percent in my own life take as much precaution as I can to keep myself safe. But I not that's not to say that if something were to happen to me and I maybe had failed to yeah do everything i possibly could in that situation i would hope that that wouldn't be looked at as my my not necessarily even my fault but like my mistake or
0: yeah yeah it's still not your mistake yeah. obviously it's but it's like there's caution you everybody needs to you know yeah
1: everyone should be cautious i yeah. guess that's some um, i
0: i went on a tinder date with a girl like a few months ago and we hadn't met yet we were just meeting at this bar and i was like there i had her number at this point in time And she was running late. She was texting me. It's like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm now like 10 minutes away. And I was like, cool, I'm just getting here. Uh, I was going to order a drink. Do you want me to order you a drink? And she's like, no, I'll be there soon. And then I realized in my head, I'm like, yeah, I've never met you before. You can't just come to a table where your drink is waiting for you (laughs) with somebody you met on the Internet. Like, of course, that makes sense. Like, I was, you know, almost feeling like I hope she doesn't even think that, you know, like me even asking that was a weird thing or, you know.
1: I went on a Tinder date last year uh, where we were getting coffee and then going for a walk in, in the park. Mm-hmm. And he got there to the coffee place. We were meeting at the coffee place. He got to the coffee place first and texted me like, do you want something? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll get a coffee. And then uh, I, right away, I was like, shit, I'm leaving this guy alone that I've never met with with, alone a with my drink. Yeah. That, And then we're going to go for a walk in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I went and I didn't I didn't touch the coffee. He right. turned out to be I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> If yeah, yeah, yeah. We dated a little while. I'm sure he didn't do anything to the coffee. But, yeah,
0: yeah. It is just one of those things. Where you're like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> And you should, have, all you had to do is get there and be like, oh, shit, I meant decaf. And then hey. just buy yourself a decaf <laughs> coffee. And like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, but either, either way. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there is obviously that that around. So we were talking about your, your joke on this guy in the car. Uh, yeah, what was the, he wearing? Yeah. You yeah. know,
1: walking around alone at night. Kind of sounds like he's asking for it. Yeah. And my, the joke was just that there was a discussion that I didn't happen to hear about that particular assault that i mm-hmm. feel like i would have heard if it were, if it were a, a woman, woman yeah. walking around
0: which is i think a good perspective and, some... a, and, a, and a joke that's that is valid uh if you're even the guy who c- called you and said like oh it's, you know i saw this happen to somebody and it's it's a tragic thing mm-hmm. your perspective of that if you look at what your point of view, which is always what you need to identify before you're offended by a joke, look at the point of view of the person telling it. Her, your point of view wasn't men deserve to get raped of course not, or fuck their tragedy. It was, yeah. hey, why am I why every time it happens to a woman, am I hearing this aspect of what she could have done differently or what was she wearing mm-hmm. or whatever? When it happens to a man, that's not what people ask. The, the thing is, though, when it happens to a man, people laugh about it. Like people were literally laughing about like, some of the jokes I heard about oh, it. And
1: I know that I would bring it up on stage. I, uh, did you hear about like I was like a sexual assault that happened to a man that would get laughs. And yeah. I was always like. That was part of the thing that made me want to stop doing the joke, was I'm like, N- no, this is not funny. This yeah. is not... Did you, you
0: ever should... add that aspect into the joke, Yes, though?
1: I would be like, that's not the that's not the joke. That's not yeah. a joke at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, of course, I, yeah, I would... I would stop, stop
0: laughing at it, yeah. you monsters.
1: <laughs> oh, I actually do have another joke that I, I don't think... See, this is the thing. I don't think I've ever been like called out on being offensive because I worry about it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have another joke about... Uh, Bathroom seats being up in the ladies' washroom, and me being like, "Oh, what's that about?" And then I, then I, like after I told it a little while, like I was like, "That's maybe like insensitive to trans women that would still need to lift the toilet seat up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, the way you just said. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yes, it, it
0: could be, but it's also like. I don't know. Okay. I mean, here's the here's my sort of opinion on a lot, uh, the the basic idea of people being offended cuz I had somebody be offended by a joke that I told one time and tried to get me fired from the club for it like they were that offended right. by this joke and they wrote me this big long, you know, on my uh, I have a Facebook fan page and they found me there and they oh, sent me uh, this big long I message. Know. <laughs> <laughs> it has 864 likes, so <laughs>
1: I'm probably one of them, I'm not even kidding.
0: Better go. Uh, uh, on. <laughs> so they sent me this um Big long thing, and I was like, I want to sympathize with you, but the problem is, is that you're only citing this one specific thing that affects you. I could go through every bit that I have and point to somebody that it pisses off, like mm-hmm. potentially. I mean, some people don't write jokes that could piss anybody off. Like, you know, Brian Regan is the prime example of somebody who's exactly. never pissing a human being off with a joke, yeah. and that's great. That's a great style of comedy, and if that's your natural inclination, go for it. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you you're gonna have that easier road. You're gonna get more corporate gigs. You're gonna ha- you're gonna you know, you'll get a sitcom at some point in time, like all that bullshit. Uh, you know, but if I trudge this or trudge this other road because that's the one I want to go down, just let me do it and don't you know, don't laugh and like I I, I have this joke. And this is the one that she, was aff- that she wasn't she so, was offended by This
1: whole podcast is going to be us for yeah, the jokes yeah.
0: <laughs> Well it's yeah I guess with the topic But that would be funny if we just uh, <laughs> Do a tight ten at the end each So the uh I have a joke where I make fun Of English people and like England and London And I hammer them just with every Terrible aspect of their country And if there's English people in the audience They laugh at it and then I I shit on Americans directly afterwards And the Americans get pissed I've had So many instances where the English people laughed like Oh yeah it's fucking stupid and then the Americans get pissed like that's not funny And I'm like you see how the English people took it on the chin And like you know you Mm -hmm. laughed at the English people And thought that was great yeah fuck those limey Dickheads but now that it's being you know You're the person being made fun of It offends you and that's where I That's what I don't like I don't like when people don't realize the hypocrisy In their own hey this one affects me So it's not funny but that one that affects You that's hilarious because that's you and not Me it's the I just I find there's a Danger in that now that's not to say that there's not a topic that affects so many people and like something like rape, which is not something I make fun of because it's such a violation to people. The thing is though, I, and I know that this is one of the other topics that was sort of brought up that night that you guys were arguing was like, why is it okay to make fun of murder? Right. And, and and it does, it is a valid question in a lot of ways, but there is a, there is a difference, even though murder might be one of the most uh, violating crimes. I mean, it ends your life. Mm -hmm. The other one doesn't, but causes severe distress to you for Mm, maybe the rest of your life or certainly several years of of therapy and just everything that you have to do to get through it yeah so why why is murder something like where people have jokes about a murder or about death or about you know something i just don't know why that fits into a category which is okay
1: and i i don't have an answer for that i guess um but i mean my my takeaway from that would be, uh, well, I guess I'll be sensitive about murder as well, in case that is something. That but what we're...
0: if you came up with a really good murder joke? <laughs> <laughs> what if you just uh, came to your head this great fucking murder joke? Do you want to not do it because I don't somebody have any might? Room. I just it's all cabbage <laughs> jokes. <about it.
1: laughs> I uh, I don't know. And well, the thing is, for me, I don't look at it as like, is this offending someone? That's never the word that comes to mind for me. I'm thinking like, is this like upsetting someone? Is this like making someone feel? alienated and unwelcome yeah. um i'm not necessarily worried about the people that are coming up and being like hey i didn't think that that was yeah appropriate you know on behalf of black people i just want to bring this up you know yeah, Like yeah. Th- when they're like a 50 year old white woman but i yeah i'm thinking about the people in the room that are like they hear something and they're like they, you know, they like shrink into themselves, and they're like, oh, yeah, like that's that's the thing I am trying to be sensitive to, I guess, and not to say I don't also want to be sensitive to the loud mouth. 50 year old white women. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> this, you're, yo, yo, they're walking on too many eggshells right now. I need you to take a stand here. My life is so stressful. <laughs> oh, I had this thing because I used to be in, insanely afraid of flying, right? Like, I had like a really bad phobia of it. Like, it terrified me before I went on planes. Like, I was just like. terribly nervous had to drug myself up you know all Mm -hmm. these kinds of things when people would make jokes about like plane crashes and stuff like that like that would affect me right like it would really it would put me in that place where i was afraid again so i can understand it but i was like i have to get over this in order to operate within society and i know that it's not the same thing it's not the same thing as like a violent but it was still like I Tremant, easily, yeah. could easily say, hey, I don't want you to tell those jokes about airplane crashes because, uh, you know, and how many people have a, a phobia of airplanes and, and we're flying in a plane and, the, you know, yes, it's not as dangerous, blah, 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 but. I just find, again, you start fucking tugging at these threads, and it does... Where does it end? I think it... You that's, ha-
1: that's how. That's why I don't know how to feel about anything, Yes, yeah. I don't know where <laughs> the line should be. I don't I know. I think you should
0: have... But, I think people should have their own personal moral code whenever they do anything, and then yeah. kind of have to stick by it, you mm-hmm. know? not And not stick by it in a sense that your new information can't come up, and you can change your mind. You're allowed to do that. But, like, you still have to kind of be like, okay... As long as I'm doing this and I am I feel like I'm on the right side of most of these or these arguments that I'm making or these jokes or these whatever, then I kind of got to just defend what it is that I do, you know?
1: Yeah, I definitely uh, agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Uh, going back to you mentioned that night uh, at the mm-hmm. bar, where, um, I just want to make sure it's clear that I didn't. I I don't know, just for the listeners out there that, uh, I didn't really get a lot of words in that night. Like, no, that was one of the main
0: things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, and you were new to the scene, and there was like this nervousness around that, and that's what... like because I was kind of watching because I didn't know really who you were. I knew I and knew your also, brother. I had met your brother before, and I was like, you were like, I had met you briefly that night. Like, oh, I'm Scott's sister, and it's not, you know, oh great, nice to meet you, and then it was just like,
1: well, and it was all, yeah, it was also the the thing with that argument was I I I'm sure you remember I didn't get a lot of words in, and he was uh, kind of putting words in my mouth a lot. Yes. Which uh, you, in particular, were great about being like, no, she didn't say that. So that was sort of the interesting thing about that argument was my position hasn't really changed since then. Um, I don't think that... I think that I have a pretty, like centrist attitude towards this issue like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying to like make everyone happy uh, yeah yeah <laughs>
0: which is going to be hard oh boy <laughs> tell me about it impossible you will eventually get to a point where you realize you can't do that and just say fuck it you know
1: i'm, I'm there you know yeah, yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i just felt like that was important to clear up
0: Yeah I just And I feel like any Like And I'm not saying That you're An advocate For something very specific Or anything like that But I do feel like Some of these people Who are very Specific advocates For something Who are like "Uh, no None of this None of that Whatever Like maybe they're Environmental advocates And they're like We need to be better For the environment And they're on their bike Every now and again Are just like You know what I want to get a fucking cab And I'm just gonna do it You know (laughs) Like I know I shouldn't But like It's just We're still humans There's still Like it doesn't matter How much you think Something is the right thing Sometimes you're fucking tired and you you know mm. Sometimes you know You're like I don't think that people Should be eating foods With preservatives And GMOs But like I'm eating a Big Mac today Because I don't You know It's so yeah. easy To just get one And so I feel like when you make yourself too pure of an advocate about something, you're basically just asking to one day be proven a hypocrite. If, if, you, if, you, yeah. if you're trying to be the centrist, as you're saying, like if you're trying to be like, look, I understand this, I understand that, I'm you know, I'm navigating my way through these situations. New information can change my mind on this, I'm, you know, whatever. You're just more likely to look like a reasonable human being than somebody who just screams about, you know,
1: on either side. On
0: either side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. No, and I, I I do look at myself as a centrist. But I will more often than not fall to the side of, I don't know, what what we call the two sides
0: <laughs> Le- I, I would, you know, I guess left or right, you know, I, although it's which weird Which is
1: left, which is right
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true because some of the people in this situation that we're talking about Like the guy that we're talking about is very left overall with most of his issues So that's why
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, the left is getting divided, which I don't like as much you have people who are like, you know, I'm pro uh, woman's right to choose. I'm pro gay marriage. You know, I'm all like all these things. I'm pro legalization of weed. I'm I'm anti uh, uh, government surveillance. I'm like all these things that like all the people on the left share. But then it's like, well, I don't think you should be able to say the word fag. And somebody's like, well, I think you should be able to say the word fag. And it's just weird. It's like we're like fighting each other, even though we agree on the most fundamental level of things.
1: Yeah. What I was going to say, and I didn't want to say it because I I don't know, it makes it sound like the other side's a, a dick, but I would rather, like I said before, I would more often than not try and fault on the side of understanding, of just like patience and understanding. And I feel like that's sort of like a Asshole thing to say because it makes it sound like the other Side is well
0: no because I think I think I fall probably on the side Where I actually agreed in That situation with more with with Him than with you but the thing is I I agree with dealing with that with Patience and understanding instead of I, I do agree that like And but the thing is we also as Talking about this I don't disagree with the idea of a Safe space room for the reasons I said before you're curating An audience there's an audience for it you can't Deny that if if These safe space rooms exist and people go to them, then that me saying it shouldn't exist is like me saying that people shouldn't go to McDonald's. Yeah, they shouldn't, but they do like whatever, you know, like not that that's a very fair comparison, but (laughs) saying that like if there's a market for something, if people want to see it, then... Have at it. Go for it. Same thing with like nasty shows and stuff that exist. People want to see them. So you go into it knowing that's what you're getting Mm -hmm. and people like it. You Mm -hmm. know, Jim Jeffries is a a vile comedian who says some of the worst shit in like like that I've ever heard. (laughs) But some of it's funny. I like it. And he has a huge following. So you can't disagree with that. You can't say he that's and that's where when I do get into it. And then obviously this is not something uh, or a, a perspective that I think you take. But I do think it gets taken from some of the safe space advocates that. It's not just that we have our thing that there's a market for. It's that this thing shouldn't exist as well, you know? Yeah. They want the they want the Jim Jeffries to not exist, even though other people like it. That's what I don't want to see from the people who kind of agree with my philosophy on on maybe what comedy is. I don't want to see them use the same tactics that other people are using that they don't agree with. They don't agree with the person, but they're using the tactics. So I don't like safe space rooms. They should all go away. You should get rid of them all. Mm-hmm. I don't like Bill Burr or Jim Jeffries because I think they're both misogynistic pigs, so they should go away. Well, they're selling out theaters, people like their shit they should be able to do it
1: the thing that i uh, i i want to almost 100 percent agree with you and, I, and it's not that i don't but the thing that like i'm apprehensive about is that i like jim jeffries and i like bill burr but i can't stand some of their fans like some of the people that watch it and and this is to no fault of these comedians necessarily but like like i was talking about earlier that part in the joke that where people laughed the people yeah. laughed at that wasn't a joke that's like a very frightening and it's it's very scary to watch these people with very bad attitudes get validated.
0: You don't want to see you don't want people to like you for the wrong reason. So if I'm if you're talking about like the way, you know, Bill Burr talks about women mm-hmm. and, and maybe he maybe you wouldn't agree anyway, but maybe he does have maybe kind of a poignant uh, thought and there's something to it and it's nuanced and, you know. Overall he's not that bad Of a you know what I mean like if you can if that's The perspective you take away from him but there's Still a guy in the audience who's like Yeah hitting women's okay when They hear that joke yeah (laughs) Uh, Which is like but that's
1: joke Part no and that's
0: and that's why like I you know the the Fucking men's rights activists you know, when I see them as a, as an entity that exists and they make a valid point, I'm like, please don't help us well, you know, like, I don't <laughs> yeah, want, I don't, uh, yeah, like, we can talk about this, like, reasonable people. You're being shitty. You're shitty, a shitty group of people yeah. who's dealing with potentially necessary things that need to happen. Something some, there's definitely not everybody who has a philosophy that every part of the philosophy is wrong. There's probably some aspects of, of what they're fighting for that there is a validity in, but, overall they're a terrible group of people and the people that you know it's the same way with my joke about feminism when i talk about it when i talk about these ones who focus on the shitty like minute problems of like manspreading or mansplaining or whatever and not dealing with the really egregious problems that are happening to women in their own communities country and worldwide you know those i think that you know you don't want the ones yelling about man manspreading on your side. Like, shut up, we got this. We're dealing with things that need to be dealt with and you're making us look like crazy people.
1: Uh, yeah, although I do think there's something to be said for the impact of, uh, <laughs> sometimes I hear myself say words and I'm like, oh God, I'm sorry. But you're like, you're going to say it, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it. I think there is like, uh, like a you know, ripple effect on everything and like the impact of, microaggressions oh okay that's different that's different (laughs) is uh is very big i think that like every day lots of little things happen that add up to a big thing you know yeah
0: (laughs) I, i don't as much probably as you do i'm not saying that i'm not saying that there can't be something in that and i think there's probably some very uh like Probably broad examples, and I think one that I could probably just cite off the top of my head because I've read various things about microaggressions is like uh, like an Asian person and seeing them and go, "Are you Chinese or Japanese?" You know, like that kind of thing. Like you know, or asking, feeling the need to ask an ethnic minority where they're from even though they're i'm canadian i was born here like right. you know like yes my background is this but you don't get to just ask me what my background is within yeah. the, meeting me it's something that doesn't happen to white people for instance so that would be what people classify as a microaggression
1: right so to you you see that as harmless
0: i don't see it as i don't see it as harmless it's one that i see as it's something that people should be taught like hey you when you just meet somebody you don't just because they're a visible minority, you don't go up to them and ask them what they're fucking visible, like over the course of a conversation, if you haven't like, and you're talking with them the same way people ask me, so, or what are you Scottish? or you Irish? Like, you know, people will ask me that eventually yeah. anybody asks like, and you know, and of any ethnicity of people who ask me that they're just, people get curious after a little while or, you know, you're trying to get to know somebody it's fine, but yes, it happens for people like basically strangers, you know, like people they just meet. And I do think that's something people should be taught mm-hmm. not to do. The impact that it has as a microaggression, I'm not sure where that I'm not sure how detrimental it is. It seems like it would be an annoying, frustrating thing that should eventually be gone.
1: Yeah. But it's like, how do you get rid of it? I um, I think that like, for example, like. um, Certainly not
0: by comparing the people who do it to like (laughs) Nazis and Hitler.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Maybe Stalin. <laughs> but, no, uh,
0: Stalin killed his own people. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: <laughs> what like a morning show laugh? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny.
0: Stalin. Eleven million of his own citizens <laughs> oh, starved. A lot of them too. What it, a it was. Scamp. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, next up, <laughs> we have a dog that tap dances.
1: <laughs> well, I just I don't know. I I I've had like. Things have happened to me in my life that I wonder, oh man, is this a big, I don't know, maybe maybe I shouldn't go into this. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I like, guess- You can I, give us the cliff notes. You don't I, have I'm to go into i to. Them. I'm desperately <laughs> trying to, like, uh, But like, I had a couple times in my life where now, having the understanding that I have now, I, oh man, this is just such a big thing to drop, but like I- uh, was I have like had like sexual assault experiences in my life that I didn't recognize as such until years later because I just did my best to normalize them and and I when I look back and think and wonder why I was so like desperate to normalize it I can think of things like you know like someone saying something about just about my body or you know like think like many little things like that where I in that instance where say someone I don't know that well or is in no way like a romantic partner of mine making comments on my body or whatever and my instinct in that situation or like the the sort of the proper way to deal with it. Can can your listeners see my air quotes? (laughs) They can't see the quotes, no. (laughs) Um, Would be to just be like, oh, that's... (laughs) Laugh it off or uh, just, you know, not make it weird.
0: Because I don't know the specific comments like about your body that you're referring to or things like that. It sounds to me like those are past microaggressions, but I could be wrong. I just think that men there are so many men who are inappropriate towards women. They're not either brought up to believe that they should be any different or they're brought up to believe that that's exactly how they should be. There's a, a a culture of men where uh, treating women like notches on their belt and just, Mm. and I I think a lot of guys go through that. I know that I've gone through that at points in time in my life, but it's also something you either grow out of or you have to grow out of. Guys can be stupid when they're, you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, even to, into the early twenties, when they're just dumb and full of fucking testosterone, don't know what to do with themselves. They're too fucking awkward, usually, to get laid anyway, and they just become shitty people. And then eventually, they you know, hopefully, they grow out of it, and hopefully, somebody taught them that they I should think grow. It's out of really it.
1: easy to dismiss <clears> it as <throat> that that it the the, the people who are doing it are just bad, you know, or like that they that they have had some sort of like uh, unique. Experience that has led them to be this way, but my opinion is that it's just—it's a very like culturally widespread. No,
0: no, that's what I'm saying. Oh. But I, I know I do think it's it's widespread. I think it's widespread amongst guys that age to be to to think that that's the way they're supposed to act, and that's what like being what a age? man is like. I Well, I do think that, yes, the maybe you were disagreeing on that aspect, because I feel like I went through part of that, maybe probably not as bad as any of these fucking guys that we're necessarily referring to. But I do think that there was a point in time where I was, I I was viewing women more as objects or notches on a belt and and just like a young, stupid, you know, get surrounded by guys who are like that and kind of try to keep up with them when that's not the way to be. And then you... I grew up Not everybody grows up Some of them stay Shitty for the rest Of their lives And I'm not talking About like the frat guys Like at a party Who go in And tag team a chick When she's fucking Passed out Or shit like that Where I'm like That's You know You just do that For a period of time And then that's it That's a crime That shouldn't You know You should go to jail Um, I'm talking about Just the The Demeanor that guys can have in conversation. And therefore it can spill over to how they treat women, how they talk to women. And and then I think I just dealt with like a couple of guys where I just heard them say such gross things about women that I was like, this is gross. Like she's a human being. Like, can we not be pieces of shit? You know, but I do think that unfortunately there's an environment that is created that needs does need to be. And, taken down Somehow Education And I think sex ed Is the fucking answer For all of this shit I think proper It's like Health and sex ed And um, just everything About sex Being started Being taught When kids are young On basic levels And just throughout From the beginning of school Till the end of school It should be a necessary Fucking understanding It's the most basic yeah. Fundamental thing And it, it's how we It's how the two sexes Ultimately interact In like On a very base level So let's understand What this is Like mm. Anyway, I did, that's you know probably not the fix all, but I do think it's I think it's something that would help people. No, you
1: mansplained that beautifully. <laughs> I feel very enlightened. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that um, I just think that these like normalized, widespread, like culturally widespread opinions and attitudes are like. Reinforced by these microaggressions, I'm just like. <laughs> I know you're cringing a little when you say it. Yeah, how much no. I'm like hanging on this idea of it. Uh, <laughs> but like, no, it's
0: okay. It's making it more pal- palatable for me to watch you say <laughs> it every time you say <laughs> every it. Every time, time you I say it, go, uh, microaggressions. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least you know how dumb it does sound as a word and how overused it is. Even it though is, you, you're accepting is. the phenomenon exists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like for example, like uh, like older gentlemen. Um, talking about uh, how, like, a woman has nice gams or something, you know, like, and that that's just, like, an accepted oh he's just you know he doesn't know any better and then but then you've been then walking there's... by too
0: many portuguese fucking <laughs> oh. sports bars
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now we have to bring a race <laughs> <laughs>
0: well portuguese sports bars you walk by and if you got nice gams they're gonna tell you because no one uses the word gams is what i'm getting at.
1: well i've been one one time i was at work and a coworker of mine was like hey nice gams by the way and i was just like Please, no. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, just the gams anyway, because gams is like a euphemism instead of saying, because if he was just like, hey, nice legs. It's like, well, that's creepy. Yeah. But you can say gams and it's okay. But gams, no okay. gams. <laughs> No. No. Well, nobody should be because it's a fucking term from the 30s.
1: <laughs> um, and
0: also the idea behind
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I think, like, maybe, you know, I I just think these things have a ripple effect, like, and there's, you know, like, maybe an impressionable person watching or listening, and it's, like, maybe validates this, like, weird idea they already had, and then it just sort of, like, can escalate from there. I think
0: one of the things that, like, is something I've heard a bit about lately is that women... Get socialized to sort of defer to men, and 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 so these types of things cause women in these situations where they'd be like, I don't want to have sex with this guy, but I feel like I'm supposed to now, and yeah. I will. Uh, it's stuff like that where I mean, it's a big overhaul and basically how we socialize both men and women. Women need to be socialized to be like, no, I don't want to do this, and I should be able to say no, and yeah. men should be able to hear the word no and go, okay, that's all right. You said no, so we're done. Like, yeah. um. But yeah.
1: it, then it's like, but how do you go about socializing children to do that? I feel like in a certain point, you do need to start acknowledging little instances that are happening that are affecting the way they think about something. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with my specific, ugh, I don't know. I don't want to be. I don't want to overshare. I don't know what's going to, like, make this weird. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't
0: tell you till you say yeah. it. <laughs>
1: but, with, like, my uh, experiences where I uh, was, like, assaulted, they're on the assault spectrum, minor, but I did... They happened, and I... Uh, my instinct at the time was, like, what should I have done to make that not happen? Like, why, how, what, you know, like... I never... Because they were friends of mine. I never... Thought about it as like what made them think that that was okay. I I was like, I thought I made them think it was okay when I was not the case. Which
0: is not the case, I guess. Yeah, the only thing you can do is say no, and then if they don't listen, then it's on them, and that's when the 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 education to guys just needs to be no, like you know, I did always hear when I was a kid, no means no, and that really affected me and had an impact on anything that I've ever done with, with sure. women. Like, when they, whenever they said no, I'm like, okay. It's, you a know, that's area,
1: it's a gray area <laughs> if a woman's asleep. Uh, um. Oh, if a woman's... Yes.
0: Well, that's not a gray area. <laughs> but I
1: mean, like, I didn't say no, but I woke up to something that I...
0: Oh, that's... Yeah, that's... But that's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah, that's not a... Yeah. That's... You, when somebody either... When somebody doesn't give consent or can't give consent, it's mm-hmm. like the two things, right? Those are the things that you need to be yeah. aware of. And can't give consent is like super fucking fall down drunk, right? That's a very obvious, like, oh, this person can't consent, even if they're saying, like, yeah, I wanna. Like, it's just as being a, yeah. a human being is to be like, well, if you wanna, let's maybe do it tomorrow or something. Right. But like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's not the thing that you do. Cause there's, this, there's also been this thing with like, um, people said like uh, uh, on the university campuses that like oh so like you know having sex with a girl while she's drunk is always rape it isn't when you're both having a few drinks and you both have sex because it's just you need it a little bit to take the you know everybody. sex is I've a weird thing that. human beings do you've never heard
1: that that's a thing that people say on campuses i've heard i've
0: heard this is a thing on like campuses now where it's like always rape the woman's drunk. if if they're if they've been drinking you are they can't consent Right. Like it's you know, I don't know if they mean one drink, but if they've if they've if they're visibly a little buzzed or intoxicated, then it's definitely it's always sexual assault. They can't technically consent to doing anything. But I mean, that would make every human being, man and woman, rapists like everybody's fucked somebody when they've had a little bit too much. But all it did was give them. You know, hey, let's go for it. And sometimes you wake up the next day and you're like men and women go, I probably shouldn't have done that. And let's just move on with our lives. It doesn't, you know, but there are the ones where the person really couldn't consent. And that means they were unconscious or. You know, so drunk that they're like, you yeah, know, I, you know, I'm... when I
1: was asleep, I was just asleep. Like, yes, exactly. I, I yeah, no, I'm went... not
0: trying to compare those two things. No, 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 yeah, yeah,
1: like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really
0: not trying to make it sound like it was okay. Well, I mean, what were you saying in your sleep? So <laughs> <laughs> you were
1: asleep, but how drunk
0: were right? yeah. I mean, did you have like, you know, your makeup off and the bite plane in? Because that's me- <laughs> that means no one's down for fucking, but. <laughs> What were the pajamas situation?
1: What, your retainer wasn't even in? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ugh. (laughs) Uh. See, we just made light light of your own (laughs) sexual assault, and we shouldn't have done that.
1: How fun is this?
0: Yeah, and we've only had one beer.
1: Ugh. Boy
0: Okay well now let's talk about Being a female in comedy I remember before I Before I <laughs> We started this uh, uh, Podcast I told Claire A couple of things I wanted to talk about And I, I said I was like I don't want this to be like What's it like to be a female in comedy But I do want to talk about it Because it is um, it, You know It's being talked about a lot In our scene specifically And in the You know National and international scale Like women are being talked about In comedy And, and uh, Obviously there's a lot of Very successful women That are uh, Coming out right now Even though everybody's shitting on Amy Schumer's new special Which I didn't see Did you watch it? No I heard it was terrible, but... I never
1: really liked her stand-up very much. I know no. she's a great sketch comedian, but
0: I have never seen her show her sketch either. sketch amazing. I saw her movie. I really liked... Um, oh, uh, Trainwreck. Trainwreck was an amazing movie. So yeah, funny. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I haven't really saw her stand-up. I've heard... I've seen, like, little clips and certain yeah. jokes, and I was like, yeah, they're all right. I mean, that's not my style, but yeah. I, if a guy did those jokes, it's not my style either. Like, exactly. I, don't, I don't really like one-liner comics and, yeah. like, that kind of... Yeah. Again, sh- sort of shocking type jokes. Yeah. You know?
1: I, like... My dirty jokes interspersed between long sets of not dirty jokes. So I'm very shocked when they happen.
0: <laughs> um, so. What's it like to be a female in comedy? No, (laughs) oh uh, goodness, no. So there's been obviously things that have happened over the last little while that you know where people are saying well, there should be more women on this show or on this or on that. You know, what's what's your opinion on that? Um, I mean, that's a broad thing to have an opinion on, so we'll try to like. Well, I mean, like the first thing that comes to
1: mind for me in that sort of with that uh, question of mind is just that I think that oftentimes people get confused or mix up the idea of woman thinking that there should be a representation of women on a show versus a woman thinking that they should be booked on a show. I feel like that's the argument I hear a lot is yeah. if if someone makes any kind of stink that there's not a representation of women on a show, it's taken as like, she thinks she should be on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I think that it is important because, and we talked about this before, mm-hmm. where I, I, my opinion is that um, there's obviously a lot more men in comedy. I think that has a lot to do with what people are seeing and what people, like, okay, ah, oh, God. I'm the, I'm just, I'm terrible at explaining myself. No, But no, I think sorry. that, personally, I know that I grew up thinking that women weren't funny and that uh, men were just inherently funny. I've heard that
0: perspective from women um that i've either been friends with that weren't in comedy or women that i've uh dated that were like i just don't find women funny and i'm like that's weird for you to say like i you know
1: but the thing that changed my mind was seeing women comedians yeah and seeing more funny women that i just hadn't really gotten the opportunity to see There's tons of
0: funny women well
1: i i always loved like i grew up watching nikki payne's comedy now like on a vhs tape Like, you know, I Mm -hmm. had it recorded. I watched it all the time. I thought she was hilarious. But, like, on a local level, like, when I started going to see my brother, I, I... There wasn't a lot of women in comedy. There was a couple and they their sense of humors were very different from mine
0: yeah and I imagine when you get to the smaller scenes like that too like there's just tends to not because like, I think it's just the ratio is pretty you know I don't know what it actually is but let's like say for argument's sake it's like 80% men and 20% women or something like that like that I think is probably close to it might be 75 25 or something but it's like there is an overwhelming more amount of men who get into it so I think when you get to the smaller scenes it's like you know a scene that has 40 comics in it you know you're, yeah. you're getting three or four women that are actually doing it and, yeah. and there's obviously see more women starting to do it now which is i think because of of comics Uh, like sarah silverman and amy schumer and uh, maria bamford and like just all these comics who are uh now been like look look you can do it you can get to this point and you know Mm. which is good and i agree that any show should be representative of varying demographics because nobody wants to see what they deem to be oh all of these people have the exact same life experience Mm -hmm. and perspective so let's hear whatever so no, I do think yeah, I do think you need to have the varying demographics. I do there has been like kind of a a a movement to have like it should be 50% women. And I know that's not what everybody thinks, but I think to put like my main my main argument that would be against having a shows be 50-50 is that that means that every female comic in this city is going to be able to do two or three shows a night and I'm going to do one every three or four nights because that's what I have to compete with, mm-hmm. with that amount of guys versus, and I don't think that that makes it more fair for anybody who does not you know?
1: No, I mean, from a comedian's perspective, I deal, I would like thing, of course, I want everything to be based on merit and, uh, you know, and, and fairness, like, uh, comedians should get a fair chance. But then, also, you know, on the other hand, from a woman that ne- almost would have almost never gotten into comedy, uh, and now it's my whole life. <laughs> and like, it's like it's very important to me again I don't know how to feel about anything but 50-50 I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that I mean yeah I want it to be 50-50 one day but like
0: that would then have to the the demographics would have to switch like it would just have to have like get to a point where it's 50% yeah, men we need and 50% a lot more percent women, of women
1: doing comedy and we need a lot of men to be terrible
0: <laughs> well there's
1: and there's a ton of and, I mean, terrible those, male comics yeah. <laughs> like there's
0: so many shitty male comics that's why when that list came out a little while ago that uh, like here's all these you know for whoever made it, like uh, you know, the, I'm trying, I don't. I don't want to mention names, and I also I don't have anything negative to say about this person. It's just the person. The person made a list. Was here's all the hilarious com- female comics in the city, and it was literally just every single woman remember, who's ever picked up a microphone.
1: To be fair, I don't remember there being any sort of qualifier. As this is a hilarious list of people. I remember that you do. Yeah, look, I remember it just being this is a list. For,
0: of- for, yeah, uh, and I. I think from what I from what I remember, and maybe I am wrong. I'm not. You know, I could be proven wrong by pulling up the actual post at some. point <laughs> (laughs) point in time if it's not there but what i remember it being like was uh for all the people who say that they you know when they want to book a comic they don't know who any of them are here's a list of all these hilarious women that are in the city because and i maybe maybe i did assume hilarious was there but by putting every comic that's on it's great i guess you don't want to not include people but there was comics on that list i'm like who the fuck is that or that person doesn't even do it anymore like they moved away they're you know it was it wasn't it wasn't I don't think helpful and then somebody made a comment like and it was a a female comic made it was like like i couldn't name you know whatever it was it was like uh 150 or 200 or however many it was female female comics like this female comic was like i couldn't name 200 funny male stand-up comics in this in like (laughs) like in this city either like it's not you know like it's not just because they're male they're automatically viewed as being funny there's so much shit out there like i just don't think like pretending that people are funnier than they are simply because they have they they fit into a demographic. That's one thing I'll say about the safe space rooms is I think there might be a little bit too much padding on the back which doesn't help you improve at comedy. If every time you do a set is in front of people that are totally just there to go with your thing and they're just going to be in a supportive environment support doesn't help you get to be a better comic bombing helps you get to be a better comic mm. hard it's it's trial it's baptism under fire that's what comedy is it's you get better by eating shit and eventually being like i don't like how this feels <laughs> like i know there's something in me yeah. to be funny i need to get better at this so i don't feel terrible but if everybody just kind of tells you no you're great like what's the what's yeah. the point of getting better
1: yeah i don't know uh, from a from a producer's perspective, because I put shows on that I I would think of that list as helpful, because often I'll yeah. look at a lineup I have be like god damn it it's all white men or it's just it's all men yeah and i'm like i just had i'm like who can i and so looking at that list i, I find that i use that list i find it helpful i'm like oh right this person i haven't had them on my show in a long right.
0: time yeah and i'm sure there's definitely people who fit into the category of like on that list where you're like fuck i haven't thought of that person in a long time they are funny great i'll yeah. throw them on oh, of course. but i think there's you know it's just a, it's a it's just a lie to say oh i'll just book this person who's done three sets but they made the list because they're a woman, woman. you know, yeah. like they don't, they shouldn't be put, you shouldn't.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. And I, I totally, I I agree. Like, I think I'm way funnier than most women in this city. <laughs>
0: there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> thinks rape is funny and thinks she's funnier than most women. <laughs> I think
1: I'm funnier than a lot of people. We got that you know? tap
0: dancing dog yet.
1: Listen, I think I'm funnier than a lot of people of color <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: no i think it's, you know you should think you're funny obviously i think everybody who does it if would lie to themselves as they say they don't think they're funnier than a lot of other people or x amount of people are like mm-hmm. at my level i think i'm the funniest whatever it is you know you got to mm-hmm. tell yourself that sometimes when you're about to hit an open mic to nobody and you're just like I- i'm good at this this you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: i belong here yeah uh, i'm saying this
0: to myself and to my dad right now <laughs>
1: yeah as far as, like, uh, the supportiveness of these sorts of safe space rooms, I, I think that there probably is, it's not, I mean, it's not beneficial. It's probably even detrimental to a comic to come up in spaces like that. And um, as far as, like, developing as a joke writer and as a performer, which, yeah, I mean, I'm very grateful for where I came up. in alberta i was doing like i did half an hour in my first year i was like sent to these like shit towns
0: yeah right when you're out west it's you get thrown into that way quicker
1: very fast and they're just brutal and like i am so grateful that i had those experiences and that i just ate shit for so long (laughs) and uh i worked really hard as a result but i'm also so so grateful for like the very progressive rooms that existed in the city that i could go to and be like oh yeah i am funny i should be doing this Mm -hmm. when those sorts of spaces exist that like kind of more line up with your politics and how you feel about things then you can kind of grow as a writer faster because you can write about the things that you want to be talking about not necessarily just sort of like trying to play to what exists (laughs) Well, that would be, be my thing. A no, no, but
0: I I, <laughs> I I think that playing the the idea of playing to anything specific, like to to not fit what your persona is, is is bad, right? So yeah. like if you're trying to be dirty to be dirty,
1: yeah, the road if, if it's whatever. not yeah,
0: if it's not you and you're just doing it to do it, then that's not good for your mm-hmm. act. It doesn't make you you get better as a comic. Same with trying to be clean to be clean. Like I know people get into that trap because they're like, oh, I want to do corporate shows and I want to yeah. do this, and I think it should be, I should no, that's not a funny joke anymore because I'm trying to be clean. I, I I just don't think that helps you progress as you know no being a, a potentially very good comic if it's just not do what's natural and see where it lands but i do think that one thing that i'll say in the comedy community um That I found is dipped off, which I find very, I think is probably much worse than people actually realize that it is, is I don't see anybody like new amateur comics just hanging out at comedy clubs anymore. On a Friday, Saturday night, like when I started, I started in 2005 and I started at the Laugh Resort and I would call in for the Wednesday amateur night and then i would show up even if i didn't get on in case somebody didn't show up and then i would go on the thursday night to see the guys that were doing the the you know in between or like the guys and girls who were in the between the pro uh and not not their pro level i kind of moved up like off the, the amateur now? night. well the yeah so at the laugh resort they did wednesday amateur night their thursday night was the headliner for the weekend
1: what city are you talking about right now toronto, toronto okay. yeah
0: there's a club that would it closed like back in 2008 or 9 or something like okay. that but that's where i started And so the Wednesday night was their amateur night Thursday night was their what would be like a pro-am night They'd put on two or three guys or four guys doing, guys or girls, I I just say guys, but uh, <laughs> men or women doing, you know, 10 minutes each, and then they'd have the headliner for the weekend on, and then the guys who they considered pro were on the Friday and Saturday night doing both shows, doing, you know, 15 minutes a piece, right, split middle, basically, and I would go on the Wednesday night to try to get on, either call to get on or show up to get on, then on the Thursday night, I'd go to see the guys that had gotten off the Wednesday night, then I'd go on the weekend to see the guys who got on to the Friday night and see, you know, yeah. I would try to do shows as well Obviously and I Wouldn't be able to Make it every week But you would go And you'd hang out And you'd watch Headliners and you'd Watch people and People just don't do That anymore and I Think that's what's Bothering some of These people is like The people who are Like talking and not Even just the safe Space idea or any of That shit just the New people in the Fucking come around Now and say this is The way it should be And why aren't People doing this and I haven't seen them At a goddamn comedy Club ever I've never Seen them go and sit And watch somebody who Gets paid to do comedy For 45 minutes at a Time yeah which is Something you want to Hopefully achieve doing it helps watching people do it and not just netflix specials where you're watching somebody sell at an auditorium watch somebody who's like working a club you know mm-hmm. but that that would be my complaint <laughs> one of the many
1: i i agree for sure yeah i know i i think that's a really important thing to do yeah going to the club in edmonton watching like i watching people host that's the thing i feel like i took away from it most was like watching good hosts in those clubs yeah but, yeah, no, I, that's and I very it, important.
0: Yeah, and I suppose it sounded like it was more disjointed. I was trying to say that I feel like there's, like, connective tissue between the two things. This this uprising of, like, safe space rooms and people patting themselves on the back for, like, you know, even if they didn't do well. Just being like, no, that was great, you know. And these people who kind of go, this is the way things should be. And just this whole, I don't want to say, I know, everybody calls me, like, a you know, old man Nick or whatever. Like, I, go, <laughs> I get called that by a lot of people thinking I'm, like, this grumpy old man. But All
1: these guys on campus? Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> old, old man beaten
0: i do get it from people because i complain a lot about this stuff and i'm not i'm not saying that like things were better back in the day that i was in i think things are better now because there's more shows comedy's on an upswing when i started it was kind of getting to the bottom of the bottom before it swung back around so i do think that comedy's in a better spot i just find it weird when people don't try to learn from people who've been doing it for longer and don't realize that bombing is okay and just not telling somebody that they did well when they didn't do well you got to be honest with people like you know you didn't do well. Yeah. You don't have to tell them. They should know and then that should be it. Coming up to them and saying, "No, that was great."
1: Yeah. Is, doesn't Who did that help? I yeah, um I didn't personally notice necessarily a connection between these sorts of safe space shows and and that happening, but I I mean like yeah, no I, I guess I don't really see those As people they say more... around that area. Like I, I mean like I don't see the the two crossing paths yeah and man i'm doing a lot of hand talking for uh, it's guess. fine you know, people <laughs>
0: people people talk with their hands no i meant more and as i say i don't think there's a, like there's necessarily like they're the one and the same or the same people i'm just saying there's connective tissue i think it's like all within the in the scene now in what's happening now it's not they're not the same thing it's not the same people necessarily although there's you know people that are on both sides of that but um yeah i would just say that it it, it seems like there are there's this new sort of trend to we're all great, and we don't have to do any of that other stuff. Like, we don't have to, you know, yeah. fuck that club. They're misogynistic because but I mean, of, you
1: know. I mean, there's attitudes like that, and it works for certain communities, but uh, there's obviously a cap on that. You know, like, there's only, like there's a, there's only so far you can go with that, and, and people will figure that out. Hopefully. I just, from I mean, looking at Edmonton, there's a couple shows that are very progressive and, like... Kinds of the kinds of audiences that what
0: qualifies as progressive in Edmonton?
1: though? It, well, like, <laughs> I'm uh, joking. <laughs> feminist friendly, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, th- that uh, that you can you can of course. There's not necessarily uh, they're not technically safe space shows. I wouldn't say. I don't think that anyone is telling you you can't make any particular joke. But the audiences that go to watch the shows, who are great audiences to perform to, they're full rooms of people that are really excited about comedy. Don't respond really to rape jokes or any kind of joke that's victimizing someone and uh for a long time they were very these shows and the people that ran them were very very separate from the club scene and like the road scene but watching from watching now i mean these you see that the people like the comics and the producers that are running it are kind of like realizing over you see them realize over time that that's not sustainable and that they do need to bridge the gap eventually
0: eventually right you're not going to just be able to play to audiences geared toward i mean you can and then never really move on past that yeah Yeah. because you're going to have to realize that like you're not going to be able to do most of those jokes or at least you know some of them in certain environments because like and I'm not saying the road is a be all and end all. That was the one thing I didn't like when I was starting out as a comic. People saying, "Well, you're not a road comic yet, so you're not whatever." It's God. like <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I do. <laughs> I've now been a road comic for years, right. or somebody who can do the road and does do the road. The road but between, I'm not. Yeah. That's not like the be all and end all. Being able to do a hockey arena in some fucking butt fuck town, you know, it's great to be able to to, to be able to do it and get paid the money to do yeah. it. But it's also not like I don't change my jokes by any means for it. I just go and do what I do. Right. But it's also to to hold that as the upper echelon It's like no but I mean you want that in your toolbox of You course. want to be able to do it because that's where you're going to make a little bit of money on the road anyway and yeah you don't want to just be like i think eventually you want to be this the comic who does cities you want to tour around to cities and you yeah. know be able yeah. to do all the cities but canada doesn't have enough cities so if you just want to play the cities then you're going to play to toronto yeah and then what go to montreal yeah. you know like there's really not much else you know <laughs> <laughs> you know so you got to be able to be like you know what i can go to sudbury which still is classified as a city but it's not it's a it's yeah, a small yeah, yeah. town wrapped yeah. in the idea of a city you go to ottawa that's a nice place but it's you know it's a small kind of place you know
1: yeah i guess what the city is personally anyway like a more accurate way to describe that goal like what you want to be able to do is sort of just like play to anyone of any like political persuasion
0: that's never going to happen though
1: well no but i mean i mean in the sense that like cities are more liberal you know and, mm-hmm. and then the road is more conservative like you want to be able to be going to whatever right. place and doing what you do and not necessarily you're always like- gonna
0: yeah yeah for sure i think depending on what you do you're probably always gonna piss some people off you know um well,
1: again not me i'm very kind and <laughs> i just think if, if you yeah <laughs>
0: if you want to be if you want to be a comic though <laughs> i think you gotta accept that you're gonna piss people off every now and again you know mm-hmm. but you don't mind pissing some of the people off like if you go up and do a joke about like that's anti-nazi and somebody's like well i'm a nazi you don't <laughs> mind pissing that person off again an extreme example yeah, but like I, so. I think there's some people that if you're if i'm doing a bit where i have uh a, you know a, a very you know firm opinion on a s- subject matter if somebody's like well i disagree with you like if i talk about uh i had a joke i don't do it anymore about about being pro choice and if somebody was like well i'm i'm not i'm pro-life am like great i don't care the fuck you <laughs> you know like I would still talk I I agree with talking to people learning from them whatever talking not saying fuck you but like I'm not gonna be like oh you're offended because you think that women should be forced to carry babies to term that they don't mm-hmm. want to I, That that's a weird thing for you to be offended by yeah you're allowed to carry your babies to term telling other people they have to carry theirs to term is not okay
1: I don't mind pissing I I, I yeah I don't mind pissing those people off I guess I don't know if I have ever but I wouldn't mind yeah yeah
0: you can piss those people off <laughs> go for it <laughs> Have fun, Claire. <laughs> Get out there and piss the right people off, you know, or piss the wrong people off. I don't know. You got to there... piss. Off. I think pissing people off sometimes is fun, you know. You, 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 you in, a, in a show <laughs> environment. I know that not that's not for everybody. You don't have to, but like you're never going to make everybody happy all the time. I think that was like a sure way to somebody. Like it actually might have been Bill Cosby who had the goddamn expression. So I don't know. I would bring that up at this point, <laughs> but but he was something like uh like. Uh, You can't can't impress everybody all the time But a surefire way to disappoint people Is to try to impress people Make everybody happy all the time I paraphrased it brutally But it's from a goddamn serial rapist So... (laughs) Whatever well, where, Sorry to step where, on your words I mean you can words, still Glean doctor. some wisdom Off serial rapists But <laughs> Not about Their activities <laughs> They still have Other aspects of their life Where they might know things um, Oh my lord Yeah well, That's not a weird way To end it I was gonna try to Wrap this up And then I'm like I can't end by saying That Bill <laughs> and, Crosby Still yeah. had something to offer <laughs> That can't be the and way I, in the immortal
1: words yeah,
0: yeah, All people will remember He said that there was Still some good I mean he was still A fucking funny comic To people like to do that
1: <laughs> podcast.
0: yeah don't get me started on gomeshi <laughs> <laughs> i mean he was good on the radio i didn't ever liked him before
1: no i didn't really know who he was <laughs> Yeah, he's just a, the thing happened.
0: a nerd which is probably why he got into that activity
1: <laughs>
0: that's what i'm saying about nerds <laughs> <laughs> nerds punch women um okay <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna end this now. Thanks for coming on, Claire. The show should probably end or sorry, air on uh, Monday. It should end. That was a Freudian slip. The show end. should probably end. <laughs> the show should probably air this Monday coming up, which will be whatever March. I can't do the math from now. Where's it? March 21st today, so that's the 27th. March 27th. Um, do you have anything coming up that people would be able to go to next week?
1: Uh, I'm on. I'm gonna. I'm getting to do the Rivoli Monday night, like all dot for the first time.
0: Monday night. So that's That'll be the day this comes out. April
1: third, the next. Oh, Monday. April third.
0: Okay, so yeah. April uh, the alt dot April third.
1: Um, there was something else. Uh, April sixth, something on April sixth, something on Watch April sixth. Watch me, April sixth. Wow, just fucking.
0: <laughs> That's nothing. Oh, no, no, there's no way. No way. <laughs> That's
1: a show I wanted to go to to support someone.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> April third at the alt dot is where you can <laughs> yeah, see let's it stick on with that. Twitter. You have Twitter.
1: Oh, I do, but also I run a show every Tuesday. At Poor Boys That's on right, Poor Boys.
0: Yes, I have to come and do that sometime. Yeah,
1: please come back. And Mondays, I run a show at the Ozington. Once a month, we give out free pizza.
0: One, what well, you run? I haven't been to the Ozington in a while. Do you run? Uh,
1: it's there's like a big group of us. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mikey Kohlberg. and so you uh, do like the
0: eight o'clock shows. Yeah, we yeah. do the eight o'clock. Yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and so Monday, Tuesday. Uh, there's something else I was gonna. Oh, oh. Twitter, sorry. Yeah, you yeah Twitter. Twitter, yeah, yeah. Uh, at Claire Belford, there's... At so, Claire Belford. Yeah,
0: there's no I in Claire. There's no I in Claire. Wow, that sounded almost pointing at the end. Almost. <laughs> um, uh, you can follow me at uh, Nick underscore Beaton, because I got there late, and um, I don't think I have any shows. I'm in Hamilton, y- Yuck Yucks next weekend, so uh, anybody from Hamilton who listened to this, uh, I assume the woman haters out there, you can come out to uh, <laughs> yuck yucks. Uh, there, I'm in Ottawa at the end of April, the last week in April, headlining there, and that'd be about it of things that I have to plug at this point in time. Uh, thanks for listening uh, to this is not a safe space. Uh, check us out on neversleepsnetwork.com and check out neversleepsnetwork.com for lots of other hilarious and also informative, interesting podcasts. Thanks so much, and see you next time.